0: Welcome to the Taylor and Jen podcast. Morning's with Taylor and Jen. Would you stop ruining my pickle bouquet? <laughs> Life
1: Every once in a while, I have to do a gut check. <laughs> I have to see if I think these things are ridiculous because I'm old and a curmudgeon, <laughs> or if it's because they really are bad ideas, okay? I saw this story, and I'm like, No. Just no, 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 on so many levels, no. Just in time for Valentine's Day, mm-hmm. Kraft has released candy flavored pink mac and cheese.
2: And it's like actually candy flavored. Because at first I saw this and I was like, oh, it's you know, they've got pink dye in the cheese. No.
1: No, no, no. It tastes like candy. No, you 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 have a packet that instead of the neon green. Well, uh, neon, what is it, gold, yellow, yellow, neon yellow stuff that you stir into it? No, this is pink and sparkly. It's sparkly? And it's candy flavored. It's candy flavored.
2: Does it taste like the little conversation hearts?
1: <laughs> Wouldn't you love that? I, 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 It's called Candy Craft Mac and Cheese. Here's the thing. I, I don't expect to like it, but I want to know what it's like. You don't expect to like it? I I, I don't know. This surprises me because I would think to you, the idea of combining your favorite macaroni and cheese with your favorite candy, because you love candy, period, everything in the candy category, and putting them together, you would be the one that I think that they're marketing this toward. Well, I know,
2: because I love pasta and I love candy. Those are my two favorite food groups.
1: And you love creamy cheese.
2: But now I'm thinking about... (laughs) Candy that's the consistency of pasta.
1: I mean, they are... And I don't know, do I want a conversation
2: hard al dente? That's just a good question.
1: They're marketing this. They're saying, never fear. You no longer have to worry about what to buy the special people in your life for Valentine's Day. You can now buy them candy-flavored craft mac and cheese. Well,
2: thank goodness for that.
1: <laughs> Normally, when we discuss things like pink... Candy, macaroni, and cheese here in our office. Mm-hmm. I always know that I'm going to have at least one ally. I always know that boss Bruce is going to be level headed like me and he's going to say no, <laughs> no, just no, no. With stuff that's kind of like weird like this, the stuff that you hear Taylor say, I'd try that. I tried that. Yeah. Yeah. Almost always without fail, Bruce is on the right side, my side. Oh, okay. Except for Friday, when we told him about this pink candy mac and cheese that they have out for Valentine's Day. Oh no, what does boss Bruce tell us?
2: He was the last person I expected to hear these words come out of his mouth. When he was a kid, (laughs) he'd get his bowl of macaroni and cheese,
1: Kraft macaroni and cheese,
2: Kraft mac and cheese straight out of the box, and sprinkle some sugar on top of it. Sugar! Sugar! On his mac and cheese. He
1: said their whole family did that. They sprinkled sugar on top of Kraft macaroni and cheese. And now I'm like, if it's good enough for no, Boss Bruce... Oh
2: no, no, no. If Boss no. Bruce doesn't think it's too weird, I've got some mac and cheese at home, and I've got some sugar at home. Oh, no. I'm really... I'm so curious. <laughs> so curious.
3: Taylor, stop what you're doing. Do not go home. Do not collect $200. Do not get the mac and cheese out of the cupboard. Do not get the sugar out of the cupboard. If God wanted sugar in mac and cheese, He would have put it there.
2: Wow. You're you're really uh, really invested here.
3: I am on Jen's side on this. Yeah, I, I got is, you, girl.
1: Yeah. Did you just like gag when you heard that? I was like, oh, uh, yeah.
3: Ooh, it sounds like two-year-old playing in the kitchen on a Sunday morning <laughs> while mom and dad are sleeping in. <laughs>
2: You're not even a little bit curious.
3: No! 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 I am with Jen on this. Thank you! A okay. woman of wisdom and All right. beauty. Yeah, we're in the right on this. We are. Even Bruce is wrong.
1: Have you ever experienced a light bulb moment? And that light bulb moment happens when you are out in public, so you can't react to it the way that you normally do, which is like, <laughs> ah! Oh, okay, yeah.
2: Yeah, you can't you can't do that in public.
1: I had a light bulb moment the other day. You know, I've come to a point in my life. I've come through a lot here in the last several years, but after you go through a tumultuous time as a believer, God can give you great peace, and he has he's given me mm. great peace. But do you know when when I was able to experience that great peace? Was when I was at the Bottom of the bottom, the lowest of the low. And there I could do nothing. I could not control my life in any way. Mm. And so finally, I just let go. Stop trying to control it. I just gave it to God. Yeah. I mean, sometimes it looked like that every five minutes during a day where I would literally just open my hands yeah. and I'd be like, I can't do this, God. And he did it. He carried me through. And here on the other side, I get to experience his love and his peace in a way that I never have before. I've been ruminating on that, this idea of letting go. What does that look like? You know, how how do I explain that to somebody in real life? And then two days ago, I was getting out of my car at Des Moines Christian School. I park over in the early elementary parking lot before I go into the school to, uh, do rehearsals for the musical that I'm directing. And I get to watch preschoolers reunited with their parents at oh the end of the day. Boy. <laughs> it's a little like, it's a little bit like how your dog greets you after oh, you've yeah. been gone for 20 minutes. They're That's what excited. these preschoolers are like when they see mama or daddy at the yeah. end of the day. And I watched a little girl come out of the building with her teacher, and her teacher says, oh, look who it is! And at the top of the stairs is her mama, Mm -hmm. All right. Well, this little girl is weighed down with her backpack and her bag and her winter clothes and her boots and all of that. She's holding all of these things. When she looked up and saw her mom, she dropped it all and went running up the stairs.
2: And
1: all of a sudden I was like, That's it.
2: Dropping all the stuff you've been trying to carry, the stuff you're trying to control. The
1: picture. That is the picture. Drop all your stuff. Run up the stairs and greet the Lord that loves you more than even a mama loves her little preschool girl. A toilet paper shortage, I could understand. Even Do you remember when yeast?
3: Yeah. Yeast
1: was in a shortage because everybody that was stuck at home was learning how to make bread. Bikes went on a shortage. Bikes, I could understand. And, you know, like Lysol wipes, which we still have a hard time finding lice. All of this I understand. This one I won't get.
2: This was the most unexpected shortage I've seen, I think.
1: But there is a shortage of... (laughs) Grape Nuts. And people are noticing! There is a shortage of that cereal that when we saw it in our grandparents' pantry, we were like, oh no, 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 not that.
2: I think Grape Nuts are kind of like Tabasco, where you don't remember when you last bought it, but it's just in your pantry forever. Does Tabasco ever go bad? Do grape nuts ever go bad
1: exactly my point yeah they just sit there so but but there is a shortage of grape nuts and the grape nuts people are saying hey 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 okay we understand we see the shortage what you might not know is that there are very limited machines that make these grape nuts and it has a very specific proprietary process and it actually takes more time than regular cereals no does it doesn't. Even they admit it is not a regular cereal. <laughs> so please, they say, just, just hang on. Be patient with us. We will replenish the grape nut supply. Do you get it? Do you get it? I, I'm not... I don't get it. ...waiting
2: in, in, impatiently for the supply to be replenished. Who
1: is buying up Somebody. all the great... Who? For what? Somebody. To eat? I, I don't know. Or are they filling potholes with it? <laughs> that,
2: that might be more explainable. Someone's just, like, buying it to get themselves out of a ditch that they their car spun out in.
1: I do not understand. I think it's this. cheaper than kitty litter. I mean... <laughs> and you're buying the wrong kitty litter, let me
0: tell you. <laughs> I mean, what?!
1: Talking about grape nuts. Yes, you did hear me correctly. If you're just getting into your car, we're having a riveting discussion about why... Is there a shortage of grape nuts? There Please is a shortage don't, of grape nuts. Don't get reactionary and stock up on grape nuts. <laughs> Please don't, because no. well, it's going to cost you a lot of money because there is a l- legitimate shortage of grape nuts. They say that it takes longer to make grape nuts and specialized machinery to make grape nuts because it's a, quote, special kind of cereal.
2: So, we're just trying to find the people who are creating this shortage. What do you think, Kat? I
0: have something to say about those doggone grape nuts. Oh, It's like eating sandpaper rocks and mud and just put a little bit of water on it. I'm one of those gals that I go out and hunt in the winter with my husband and everything. And, you know, I'm telling you what, I'll eat a slug before I eat break nuts.
3: (laughs) (laughs) A slug! Okay.
2: So, um, yeah, I'm gathering you are against grape nuts
0: completely and totally 150,000%. She doesn't care there's a shortage. We,
2: yeah, we will uh we will not be sending you the Life 107.1 grape nuts.
0: I, I really appreciate that. And and my love for you guys will continue. Don't <laughs> send the grape nuts.
2: Thank
1: you. This is a place where you can tell the truth. Yeah. About how you feel about Grape Nuts.
2: Just know we won't understand you if you tell us that you like them.
1: We don't understand why there's a shortage.
2: There's a shortage, which means there are lots of people who like them, like Rachel.
3: I am a lifelong Grape Nuts fan. Really? (laughs) Wow. I,
2: I didn't know people like you existed, but we've been getting a lot of uh, defensive Grape Nuts fans.
3: And you know, this is a personal crisis for me not to be able to find them in the stores. Oh, no. Have um, you, you've noticed the shortage? I have, and I have searched every Walmart and a couple High V's, and Amazon prices were shocking. Oh, wow. my goodness. I tried something called Ezekiel 4-9. And I have to draw the line there because it was seriously cardboard. I don't think the minor (laughs) prophets
2: were known for indulging in delicious cereal.
3: My husband appreciates it if I I don't sit near him while I eat it because he says it smells like dog food. It looks like dog food. He's not
1: wrong. I know. I know. To Grape Nut or not to Grape Nut, Mm. that is the question right now. And our sweet friend, Jana is uh, weighing in on this topic.
0: You guys hurt my heart that you are dissing grape nuts the way you are. (laughs) My goodness, You you like grape nuts? Yes, because you know what I do with them? What? what? I put them in my yogurt instead of granola, because it's not all the sugars, and it's healthier. Yeah,
1: it's definitely not all the sugar. Yeah.
2: (laughs) I don't don't think there's any sugar in a grape nut.
1: No,
0: I like the grape nuts. I don't like all the sugary stuff.
2: Wow. All right.
0: As a kid, I'd let the... Milk soak them up a little, so it wasn't quite as crunchy. But I like the crunch now.
2: I I feel like I lose enamel from my teeth when I take a bite out of grape nuts. They are so crunchy. You know
0: what? I just got done buying two boxes of them last week. (laughs) Except I buy the high V version of it. Says it's cheaper. Yeah. Yeah.
2: What What's the high V version called?
0: Fiber nuts, I think. (laughs) And then Fairway has one too. What's theirs called? Grape gravel. Grape Uh, gravel. I live
1: like the gravel. My daughter experienced the kindness of a stranger, which means, of course, that I got to take part in it as well. It affected me because I couldn't be there to help my Mm -hmm. daughter. I got a phone call from a number that I didn't recognize, and I didn't answer it, of course. And then they left a voicemail, which... I looked at the transcribed version of it, realized that it was from my daughter. So then I called that number back and I got her and I said, what's going on? She's like, I can't find my phone. Mm. She was at work, couldn't find her phone and was starting to panic a little bit. Would Would you please look at home? So I looked around at home and I started calling it and it was not there. Mm. So I had to call her work back and I had to say, I'm sorry, I can't find it here. She's like, Mom, I'm a little worried. It was it's a brand new phone. You know, and I resisted the mom thing. You know, this is a brand new phone (laughs) kind of thing. (laughs) So I said, well, I'll be praying. About 10 minutes later, I got a text from her. Oh, good. And it said I found it. Found out later on when she went out to her car, she was looking around and uh, somebody walked right up to her and said, what are you looking for? And she said, well, I'm looking for my phone. And this very nice lady said, well, here, use mine to call it. Maybe we'll hear it. And so that's exactly what Piper did. She stood there with this stranger. She called her phone. It was on her windshield Outside of her car. Whoa. So you know what happened? She got out of her car and it fell out. And somebody else saw that and they thought, okay, well, she'll probably run over it if we leave it there. And they thought the safest place to put it was right on her windshield. Two strangers. Two strangers. Piper said, I never got the name of the lady that let me use her phone. No. And she said, and I don't know the person who saved me from running over my yeah. phone. She said, but two people, Mom, two people helped me today, and I never really got to say thank you. So thank you. If you
2: put a cell phone on somebody's <laughs> windshield, or if you let some random person on the street call use their phone,
1: phone. <laughs> thank you. Consider
2: yourself thanked.
1: One thing is for sure, you walk away from an experience like this changed. Yeah. Because it's experiencing the kindness of a stranger.
2: Something like that happened to you, Ellen?
3: Friday night, I got off a long shift. I'm a nurse. And I was at the grocery store, and there was a younger kid in front of me. And he was just getting two things, and we were talking, and he asked me if I was a doctor. I said, no, I'm a nurse. And he was like, thank you so much. And he was so genuine and then the next thing and now he's buying all my groceries (gasps) and I was like oh that's so sweet it's like the bill came to like $81 and he only got two things so I thought that was very very kind and generous that is amazing that's so cool I heard him say something groceries and I looked and the lady started scanning my things I was like no you don't have to do that really and he's like no I want to. thank you so much for what you do (gasps) oh
1: my goodness I'm gonna cry I know
3: morning, Beth. Have you ever experienced the kindness of
1: strangers? A
3: couple of years ago, my kids and I were traveling back from the East Coast after Thanksgiving and a huge blizzard hit as we were driving. Complete whiteout conditions. We were somewhere in Illinois and I finally saw a place that I could at least pull off the road and ended up stuck in this random person's front yard. Oh. So, They brought their teenagers out, and they got our van out of the snow, parked it in their garage, and there was no way we were leaving that night whatsoever. And the kids and I just stayed the night with these complete strangers. The wife and her kids were home, and like they said at dinner, we had just gotten stuck in time for dinner. So she just said, come on in, like, but... When I said it was time to go, my kids were like, no, we don't want to go. I was like, we don't even know these people, but you were like BFFs by the end of that night. I know.
1: I know. I can hear you already. All right. I'm going to say two words, and I, I know what the reaction is going to be. Valentine's Day. Oh, Yeah. Okay. So there you go. You have he, he, He's in love.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, there's in also love. the, oh, I have 11 days to figure out yeah, what I'm getting.
1: Let's just talk about the ingenuity. So you're thinking to yourself, okay, I could do flowers again. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Flowers are fantastic. But I saw this yesterday and I'm like, okay, hands down, every day and six times on Sunday, this beats flowers. I can't
2: believe how excited you are about this. I think
1: this is so fantastic. I thought you would be
2: once again against this.
1: This, if you go to Taste of Home, they have what I think might be the most ingenious Valentine's Day gift. It's up pickle bouquet
3: (laughs) it is a a bouquet of pickles
0: of
1: various kinds of pickles with all sorts of different garnishes that are used as the accompaniment in this it is beautiful and tasty and crispy and sour and dill and sweet and all of the freshness in one Adorable pickle jar. I
2: can't, I cannot believe.
1: (laughs) I think it's awesome. I just, this is the most ingenious thing I have ever seen. It's a pickle bouquet. It's also got peppers. So it's (laughs) a pack of
2: pickle peppers. I, no, I just, I don't, I don't get it.
1: It's awesome. I don't
2: understand it.
1: I like thinking outside the box.
2: I, and I, I don't have a
1: problem with that, so I think this pickle bouquet for Valentine's Day is a grand idea. I don't get it; it, it doesn't feel right
2: for Valentine's Day for me. What about you, Sienna?
0: Pickles all the way! Yeah, really. I do not like getting cut flowers. I see no purpose in spending a whole bunch of money on a bunch of dead things that you're just <laughs> going to throw away in a couple days.
2: I mean, that's that's valid, but they're
0: pretty. I like flowers. If you Give me flowers, they need to be attached to a living plant. Oh. I'm all about the pickles. Especially if the pickles are like a variety, you get some spicy pickles in there. There are. It's all
1: sorts of different oh, yeah. kinds of pickles and peppers and oh, yeah. garlic cloves on
3: sticks. You're talking to my taste buds. Yeah!
1: <laughs> because
2: you are the love of my life. Here's something that was once a cucumber. <laughs> then I soaked it in vinegar.
1: You know, romance. I, I, romance for one gal is different from
2: romance. I just for feel like there gal. are there are better edible bouquets for Valentine's Day. Like fruit is romantic.
1: Why? Why is it, why because is it's fruit sweet. more romantic than a it's pickle? Sweet.
2: Sweets for the sweet.
1: Okay, now I'm who's not going main- to be like
2: salty for the salty. <laughs>
1: no, no, you really shouldn't. I know you're white. Don't do that. Your co-host, on the other hand, in my work for I that.
2: got this for you because its puckered nature reminds me of you.
3: Would <laughs> you stop ruining my pickle bouquet?
1: <laughs> you can go with the traditional, same old, same old. You can. That's fine. I mean, a, a bouquet of flowers is a nice thing, but
0: a bouquet of Pickles?
1: I just don't get it. Nothing says I think outside the box, honey, than a bouquet of pickles for Valentine's Day. I just think it looks fantastic.
2: See, I think what makes Valentine's gifts great is because you can say, oh, I got you these chocolates because they remind me of you and how sweet you are. I got you these flowers because they remind me of how wonderful you smell. Like all that kind of stuff. And then when you give somebody pickles, are you saying they remind me of you because they're salty? (laughs) I don't know about that.
0: I am all for the pickles. Yeah. Me and my son are driving to school. My mom used to make us pickled everything growing up. Really? Ooh. We love pickled green beans, pickled beets, pickled carrots, pickled everything. Yeah. Uh, we grew up with pickled stuff. And also, God wants us to be the salt of the earth, so pickles salty. <sighs> yeah. Yes, yes, uh, yes, yes, yes. Man, I c
2: I can't argue with that.
0: No. <laughs> so.
1: You are my favorite. You <laughs> are my Valentine gift. Thank you so very much. You just one-up to Taylor. Mm-hmm. I just want you to consider it. Just oh. think about it. Don't don't denounce it out of hand.
2: I, I've been considering it and I'm still it just doesn't feel right for Valentine's Day. Maybe a different holiday. How about just a day? Like St. Like, Patrick's Day? That would make sense for a pickle bouquet.
1: Just because it's green? That's so on the nose. Think outside the box.
2: What what What's a holiday you would consider it for? Me? Yeah. Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> Julia, what do you think about a pickle bouquet?
0: I think that a pickle bouquet, I'd never heard of it. It doesn't sound that good. But I think it would go so well with, like, the Chick-fil-A hearts with, like, the chicken nugget. Because, you know, they have Chick-fil-A sandwiches with pickles.
1: What, 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 wait, wait. They have Chick-fil-A nugget hearts at Valentine's Day? It's, like, a replacement for, like,
0: chocolate. So they put it in, like, a little bin, and it's shaped like a heart, and instead of little cups with, like chocolate they right. put chick-fil-a
2: nuggets it's rom- romantic chick-fil-a <laughs>
1: exactly and she just had the brilliant idea of pairing that with a pickle bouquet because as she says what is a chick-fil-a sandwich without pickles right
2: yeah exactly you can say you're you're the pickle to my chicken sandwich it's
1: the new romance exactly yeah. pickles and chicken <laughs> exactly
2: we go together like pickles and chicken honey
1: <laughs> okay you go ahead and say it just like that and i want <laughs> See how that works out on Lindsay.
2: You know, every time I try to say something cute to Lindsay, it comes out sounding really dumb, and she just laughs at me.
1: And yet, here you are. How many years now? I've heard
2: that if you can make your spouse laugh, it works out really well. And it turns out you don't even have
1: to be doing it on purpose. (laughs) Dr. Heidi, winter is a hard time anyway, but... It's especially hard when you don't like snow and you don't like cold and you're basically spending all of your time looking at pictures of the tropics.
4: Right. I am obsessively pinning greenhouses right now. What's that is skill? an example
1: of, I think, escapism. Yes.
4: Escapism works for a short period of time, but ultimately it keeps us from engaging with the reality of what's in front of us. And so even when that's overwhelming, it's really important to recognize that the if the that if only oh. I had a different job, if only... I had a different spouse. If only I had a different house. If, if only, only I was in a different climate. Don't, exactly yeah. right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> those if onlys keep us stuck because they keep us from actually dealing effectively with what's in front of us. And so recognizing what's going on, recognizing that there's a time and a place for that, but then saying, okay, what does it mean to sit in this moment and to sit in this situation that's hard that God has given me, and to do this well.
1: So it's not necessarily a bad thing. Escapism isn't. It's just a bad thing long term.
4: If that's the only thing you're doing, then it's a bad thing. So it needs to be
1: in conjunction with something else.
4: Spend a few minutes. Spend a few minutes on Pinterest, pinning the tropics, and then go build a snowman. Right. Okay. Or or go make some hot chocolate or then do something to deal with that moment that is right in front of you.
2: It sounds like the if onlys, the more you do it, the more you end up making a plan for a situation that you're not in. <laughs> this is how right. I will act when I finally get a better job. Not this is how I should react to what I'm going through now.
4: And when you do that life around you falls apart mm. because mm. you're not fully engaged, that you're not problem solving, you're not dealing with it, and you're not bringing Christ into that current struggle, into that current moment mm. that you're in. And that's where our hope is as believers. As believers, we can deal with winter because of Jesus, right? <laughs> no, and we can deal with no. whatever is making this winter especially hard, whatever situation it is. The mm-hmm. snow is might be the least of some of your worries, right? right? But because of Jesus, he can give us the courage to sit in that moment and recognize that as hard as it is, he is with us in. And sometimes the next thing is just putting one foot in front of the other. There are moments in therapy when you you realize that it's not about new insight. It's not about a new coping skill. It's just about putting one foot in front of the other and doing the work that we already know we need to do and trusting God with the outcome, trusting him that spring will come that something will change and that we will have hope even when we can't see it right now.
2: Jen, I I need your help with something here. Okay. Because you're a mother. I am. I I don't have kids yet. so I don't know if this is like par for the course or if this is something really crazy that my friend posted on Facebook. Okay. She, she just said, you know, here, here is mom life, mom life, mom life. Oh boy. Yeah. She says, my child comes running past me and I say, Oh, there's something on your elbow. I think it might be meat. And it was meat. And I'm just like, is this what motherhood is? Finding meat on your children's extremities? And you just like say these weird things about you've got meat on your elbow?
1: Yes, Taylor. Yes, it is. Is it? That's all you need to know to be a mom. I think it's written in the really small print down at the bottom of the contract. You know, the parenting contract.
2: Oh, they just put it on the bottom of your baby's foot.
1: (laughs) It says, at some point in your life, you will end up saying something that you never in a million years ever thought you'd have to say because you are a parent. And we're just
2: asking you to repeat that to us. (laughs) My parents were in the military, so we never had pets when I was growing up. So since having children, I never thought I would say, don't eat that. That's the dogs (laughs) or get that out of your mouth. That's the cat. (laughs) And so I've learned that. Pretty much pet items and baby items are interchangeable. Oh,
1: yes, it's so true. Yeah. I don't know which kid it was, one of the kids. I just figured I was just going to give up, and it was just going to strengthen their immune system. Yeah. (laughs) You kind of look around because you hope nobody else heard you just say (laughs) what you had to say. But when you have kids,
3: you never know what's going to have to come out of your mouth. What came out of your mouth, Kelly? We do not have yellow mustard for dessert ever. (laughs) She was, like, standing in front of the refrigerator and, like, okay, what are we going to have for dessert? You can pick out whatever kind of yogurt you want. She's like, um, I think I'll just have some mustard. And I was like, oh, gross. Like,
2: she wanted to just, like, pour it into a cup and eat
3: it with a spoon? We didn't get that far. Okay, I good. Like, I tried not to be totally disgusted because, you know, we're accepting of others. Oh, However, my goodness. I was, I'm sure gross came right out. Do you ever laugh so hard you get a headache?
2: Oh, I've got a headache right now I too. I have a
1: headache right now listening to you tell us the things that have come out of your mouth as a parent
3: that you never thought you'd say.
2: Got something like that, Steve?
3: Immediately to mind is the day I had to look over at my daughter and say, "Zoe, don't lick
2: that car. It doesn't belong to us." <laughs> I wish I was making that up. So, is the, is the understood part of that that it would have been okay if she was licking a car that did belong to you?
3: I had to have a reason. That ain't to have to have a reason. <laughs> That's the best
2: you can come up with.
3: That's so good. This
1: has been the Taylor and Jen Podcast.
2: You can hear more from Taylor and Jen weekday mornings online at life1071.com or on the Life 107.1 app.